Okay, let's uh, begin Parshas Tzaveh. Parshas Tzaveh, Parshas Zohar. Uh, most of what we'll focus on is the Parsha, and hopefully at the end we'll have a thought on uh, Parsha Zohar, which I said in another context, but uh, we'll say it uh, here again as well. The whole Parsha, of course, the whole first part of the Parsha is about the Big Day Kahuna. Big Day Kahuna, the special uh, Begadim that first the Kohanim wore, the, four, the special four Begadim, and then the um, extra four Begadim that the Kohen Gadol wore. The, it is a twin with Truma. Truma and Tzava are never read together, but Truma is the, is, are the Kalim and the base of the structure, while Tzava is all about the Begadim. Then we get into the actual putting them on, and at the end, uh, something not for tonight, but it's a question that maybe you could look up. Why at the end is there one Kli that was not mentioned, the Truma that was saved to the end of Parsha Tzava? And that is the Mizbeach Ketorah, the small Mizbeach. So why was that left? It's a question not for tonight. Okay, but let's, let's say, start with a thought, well-known thought, well-known idea in other contexts, I'm not sure about this one, from the Sefer HaChinuch. Maybe the most well-known idea, the idea that the Sefer HaChinuch is known for. If somebody wants lumdus on the Big Kahuna, there is a shir, a different shir on Yu Torah, titled Big Kahuna, from a number of years ago. But uh, tonight we'll talk about uh, Al-Pidrush, uh, the Big Kahuna. It says the Sefer HaChinuch, Mitzvah Tzadik Test. Source number one. Source the Kohanim are commanded to wear special begadim for Gdula and for Kavod. And then serve in the base of Migdash. As it says, Special separate mitzvah to wear the begadim. The Chinuch quotes is the Rambam quotes is the Ramban does not. The Ramban thinks it's just a detail in doing the Avodah. You don't have to count the separate mitzvah of wearing the clothes. Wearing the clothes is just a heksher, a preparatory stage for the Avodah. But the Sefer Chinuch and the following the Rambam count this as a mitzvah. As the Sefer HaChinuch always does, then he gives us the Shoresh HaMitzvah, the Hashkafa behind the Mitzvah. Says the Chinuch, Mishoreshe HaMitzvah, HaYesod HaKavua Lanu, the Yesod that I have mentioned again and again, he mentions this 20 times in his commentary. Ki HaAdam Nifal Lefi Pu'ulosav. We are influenced by our actions, by what we do. V'yacharehem Machshavosav HaKavonosav. And after them, after our actions, are our thoughts and our Kavanas. He says it in the, just read, look at the, um, the famous line, just read the, in the uh, next source, which we'll see in a minute, on, in the source number three, on line 15, ki acharei ha-pa'ulos nimshachin halavavos. That's what the line that he's known for. After our actions, our hearts are pulled. Back to source number one. And with the Kohen, when he's doing the Avoda, has to be totally focused, totally pure, and realize what he's doing. That is why it is appropriate, says the Chinuch, to wear special clothes. Because we are influenced by what we do. As he's going to say in a minute, if a person is a miser, and he hates to part with any of his money, if he spends all day giving staka, he will become a Balstaka. He'll be influenced by what he does. If a person is a big Balstaka and he spends all day saying no to Aniyim, that's also going to influence him because we are influenced by what we do. Says the Sefer HaChinuch, we act differently when we're dressed in a t-shirt and jeans and when we're dressed in a suit. We act differently. right? Why are there different wardrobes appropriate for different, different um, venues? Because there's different behavior that's appropriate. And the clothing helps bring out the behavior. 
says the Sefer Achinach, that's why the Kohanim wear special begadim. Back to the next Alkane. Uh, when he looks at his whole body, he'll remember, remember who he's serving. This is similar to Tfilin. We're supposed to act differently based on what we wear. The coin also has Tfilin. So what does he need something more for? So go But ain't no dome. Our doing our avoda throughout the world, and the coin doing his avoda in the base of Mikdash. Then our actions influence how we feel and who we are, and therefore the Kohanim have to wear these special begadim. Right? Just like when we do go do our avoda, avoda zutfila, when we daven, halachically and hashkafically, we should have special dress when we daven. Whether we're davening in shul, when we're davening, if a woman's davening at home, we should dress a certain way. We should dress in a mechubad way when we, when we daven. Whether it's a special beged for tefillah or just look, looking appropriately because we have to, we're influenced by that. If we go into, we go into dre, um, davening, if we approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu dressed inappropriately, not fit for to, to to greet a king, so then that's going to affect exactly what we what we do. The Sefer Chinuch says this in many places. I just gave you a first in source number two. That might be part of what what is the importance of Big Day Shabbos. Big Day Shabbos says the Gemara in Shabbos Kufiyu Gimel. V'kibadato meyasos darachecha. V'kibadato you shall honor Shabbos. Shelo yehi malbushchos or Shabbos kol malbushchos achol. Our Shabbos dress should be different than our weekday dress. Even if someone, it's not so, you know, I can say this line in, uh, in Chuslar, it's even if someone wears a suit the whole week, you know, maybe you should have different suits on Shabbos. Even if somebody wears a white shoe, however one dresses. Right? Our dress on Shabbos should be differently. The Mishnah Brook emphasizes, this is not in your Rikoros, this has nothing to do with the people around. Even if I'm private in, in my own home. If I'm in my home, nobody sees. Still, I have to dress. It's covered Shabbos because we have to act differently on Shabbos. And that flows from the fact that we dress differently on Shabbos. The first place the Sefer HaChinach says this in his commentary is in Mitzvah Tezayin, in Source 3. That's where he has the largest uh, formulation of this. But again, he says it many, many times. It says the Chinuch on the Avera, on the Isser of breaking the bones of the Karban Pesach. Special Isser. When we eat the Karban Pesach, we're not allowed to break any of the bones. To eat it very carefully. So why is that? So Mishorshia Mitzvah, why can't you break the bones? Liz Karnise Mitzrayim. To help remember the nace of Mitzrayim, Kamosha Kasavnu Bacheros, Vigamze Gizomina Shorshin Iskar, as I said, Shane Kvod Lobene Malachim, the Yoatse Eretz, Ligarahat Samus Lashabrim Kiklavim. I'm going to eat. We're Malachim. We're not, we're, not, we're not trying to get as, 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 as much as much tiny little... Calm down. We eat We eat right calmly. Don't break any bones. The starving, hungry ones could do that. But we don't. We're malachim. So right when we're becoming the treasure of nations, Hashem says the first carbon that we have on a national level is the first... Karban that the Ramam deals with in his halachos of karbanos is karban Pesach. That might be the prototype of karbanos. The first karban that we get, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you have to eat appropriately. Right? You have to real, you have to, you have to act appropriately because if I give you this iser, says the Sefer HaChinuch, not breaking the bones is going to make us become feeling like malachim as well. That's what he says. Don, the next column where it's underlined. Ki ha'adam nifal kfi pu'losav. V'libo v'chom machshav osav. Tam ben achar ma'isav shu'osav. We're influenced by what we do. Im tovim ra. 
If somebody's t- very wicked, but he spends all day doing chesed, he's going to become a bal chesed. And the opposite, Rachman al-Wutzlan. So that is why the Isser of Shviras Etzem by Karim Pesach is supposed to influence us as well. That's the first place he says it, but that is what Big Day Kahuna are about, to help the Kohanim act in a certain way in the in the Beis HaMikdosh. Okay. Next idea. Beginning of the parsha, we have Parak Chavzayin Pasik Chav V'yatata Tzavez B'nei Yisrael Command B'nei Yisrael you, you commands. Right? Who's the you? Who's the you? Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem tells Moshe to Tzavez B'nei Yisrael. The you. This is the closest we're going to get to Moshe's name, right? In this parsha, as we know, Chazal tell, point out, this is the only parsha from Moshe's birth until the end of Bamidbar. Dvarim is a separate, separate issue, but from Shmos through Masay, it's the only parsha that Moshe's name is not mentioned. Parsha Tzavez. It happens to be that in most years, like this year, Zayin Adar is Parsha Tzavez. Is in the week of Parshat Tzavah, so Moshe's yard site and birth are in the week, but um, his name does not appear. Balaturim quotes others point out maybe it's a it's a fulfillment of when he bar- was bargaining with Hakadosh Baruch when Hashem wanted to destroy the Jews. He said, "If you get rid of them, get rid of me too. Wipe me out of your Torah." So everything that Tzadik says has to come true on some level. So Hashem wiped him out, so to speak, of of uh, of the Torah. But this is the Atah. This is the Atah. Moshe Rabbeinu is the um, is the Atat Asava, the closest we get to his to his name. Okay, the gemat, but the the amount of of psukim in Sav is one hundred and one, which is um, they they they, they uh, what? I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, into Sav. What did I say? Tzava. Okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll leave that for now. Um, so the beginning of the parsha talks about the menorah. Biatat tzavez bnei Yisrael. Sorry, I lost the place for a second. Biatat tzavez bnei Yisrael. Yehuel lech Hashem and Zayizak kasus lamaar. Take the oil. Wahalos ner tamid. To have a constant ner. Wahalos ner tamid. Says the chidushi harim. Source number four. Move the gemara. The gemara says in Mesechas Benachas. I'm Rav Yochanan Meshur Rav Shimon Ben Yochai. Source four. Afilu lo karak adam. Rabbi says an amazing statement. Even if somebody only says Kriyashma in the morning and at night, it is a fulfillment of the Hagisa Bo Yomam Valayla. The Torah shall never leave your mouth. Right, this is part of this big, big halachic discussion, which we're not going to get into now. The Chiv of Talmud Torah, the minimum, the maximum. But at least on a, on a Pshal level, ask the Chlusharim, how could you say that? You say Kriyashma once in the morning, once at night, and that's enough to fulfill the Hagisa of The Torah never leaves you. Lo Yomer Sefer Torah Zemi Picha. Lachar Kasha Lahavin. Echna Shavim Mispar Haragayim. Shazmank Amir's Kriyashma Lo Yomer Laila Hanamar Bapasik. How could Kriyashma by morning and by night count for always? Says the Chadushi Harim. Hahezberhu, similar to here. What does it say in the Menorah? Lahalos Ner Tamid. You light the candle constantly. You hollow. You bring up the candle constantly. How, how, when does the coin light, light it? Constantly. The coin stands there all day with a candle? He's lighting it all day? The coin only lights it one minute. But that one minute has an effect the entire day and the entire night. One moment, he's madlik, and that lasts. There's a hemshechiyut, there's an effect of his actions. 
אבל בשביל שהמנורת דוקו כל היום מכוח הרגע הזה, נחשב לתמיד. It's Lahalo's near Tamid. What's Tamid? It's little, even though he only does one moment of an action, but the effect of that action is felt the entire day. Throughout the night, the Rabbam says he even lighted in the morning again, so it lights the whole day. That's the shot of this Gemara as well. That if you say Kriyashma in the morning and night, it's like you're learning all day. What does that mean? If I say Kriyashma properly. If I say Kriyashma with proper kavano, with Abba Yerushamayim, Hadilak's Bosom are going, that inspiration, that feeling of closeness to Akhadish Baruchu, that I say just once in the morning and once at night, that could be a key of Algisa Bayom Valayla. Because that could affect, just like the, the, the coin, coin only lights it for a moment and it affects the whole day, so too Kriyashma could be something that we do for a moment and it affects the whole day. Kriyashma, I think, is an underrated mitzvah. Underrated and underappreciated mitzvah. Again, we say it. How many mitzvahs daraisa do we do daily? Not so many. There are certain mitzvahs daraisa. What do we do? We do tefillin. And davening is a machlokas. Davening is a mitzvah daraisa. Um, we, we do a lot of losa says. We eat kosher. How many mitzvahs are say do we do every day? Not so many. The Chavetz Chaim wrote a whole sefer about all mitzvahs that are noy bismanazet. It's less than a hundred. All mitzvahs. So how many misses do Raisa do? Okay, if we're full and we bench. Okay. Berchaz So we don't do so many misses do Raisa bezman hazeh. Kriyashma is, is, two, is one of them. We say Kriyashma every day and every night. Kriyashma is one of the most defining mitzvahs that we have throughout our lives. And we get to do it twice a day. The Mishnah says in Pesachas Brachas, describing, in Surah number 5, describing the, the order of the of the of the parshias, Amr Bishu ben Karcha, beginning of the second parak. Lama kan meshmal b'ayim shemoa. Why does shema come before v'haya? Ela kadeshi akabal alav ol machlo shemayim tchila. The achar kach nikabal of ol mitzvus. Kabal zo machlo shemayim. We accept the yoke of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Basically, what our whole life is about. Hashem, we are your avadim. That's what we say in the first parsha of Kriyashma. Hashem lo kenesh machor v'yahav does Hashem lo kacha v'shinanto v'nech. Our whole life's work is in that first paragraph. We focus on that every morning, every night. Why is that first? Because yeah, I'm sorry. First, v'haya. What's v'haya? Kabbalas all mitzvahs. We accept scharva onesh. We accept we're going to get rewarded for mitzvahs and v'chara af Hashem chas v'shalom. If we don't, kriyashma is unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and we're so busy. Come on, can't the rabbi finish already? Right, we have to get to work. That's a, oh, I, I, I'm going to daven by the by the minion that he's not at, so that you know it's right. Uh, he's, it's a Kriyashma. It's one of the most defining mitzvahs that we have. So Baruch Hashem, there are halachas, we medactic on the words and not swallowing and separating, but thinking about what it is. The Chlush says Kriyashma is supposed to affect our entire day. Like you light a candle for a moment and it stays lit for six hours, that's Kriyashma. Kriyashma we're supposed to do in the morning, it's supposed to affect us the whole day. We say that we're not supposed to be the same person after we say Kriyashma. And then Vayomer, finally, Vayomer. Why do we say Vayomer for? What's Vayomer? That's part of the mitzvah of Zechir Yosef Mitzrayim. It's for that last line. Ani Hashem lokecha meshosei Yosef Mitzrayim. Zechir We're so focused on Sipur Yosef Mitzrayim. Once a year, we have a mitzvah to retell the story. Every day, we have a mitzvah called Zechir Yosef Mitzrayim. Remembering Mitzrayim. That's why we say the third parish of Kriyashma. These are Yosodos Shebi Yosodos. We have to appreciate, says the says the Rim, just like Lahalos near Tamid. The effect of Kriyashma has to be Tamid. We have to appreciate this, this beautiful mitzvah. There's one other idea related to Kriyashma. It's not on your sheet, but feel free to write the notes on the side. 
And that is, there is a question amongst the Mepharshim, why don't we say a separate birchas ha-mitzvah on Kriyashma? Every mitzvah that we do, we say a bracha. Right, and a few few days from now, we're going to be able to say the bracha on the Megillah. We're going to say three brachas. We say three brachas and as Ashkenazim, we're going to repeat all three the next morning. We say birchas ha-mitzvah before we put on tefillin, before we light Shabbos candles, before we do anything, we say a birchas ha-mitzvah. So if there's a mitzvah that we don't say a bracha, we have to figure out why. So why isn't there a bracha on Staka? So the Rishonim discuss it. Why isn't there a bracha on this, on that? Keep it of aim. So why isn't there a bracha on the mitzvah of Kriyashma? So many answers given. So one answer given, Rav Shachter likes to quote the Maisa Nisim, which is the Nesivis' Haggadah um, in, uh, in Yoni Pesach, where the Nesivis suggests that any time a mitzvah is itself a bracha, or is done in the context of a bracha, you don't have a separate bracha and mitzvah. Chazal did not institute a bracha and mitzvah. For example, benching. Do you have a bracha and mitzvah on benching? Before you bench, do you say, Asher, Kedishana, Bebizot, Bebizot, Lavarech, Alamazon? Right? You don't have a separate bracha on benching. Why? Because benching is itself a mitzvah. What about Shmon Esrei? Shmon Esrei is also a mitzvah, according to the Rambam. But the Rambam is a mitzvah, the Rambam. You don't have a separate bracha and mitzvah on davening, because davening is is a is a is a bracha, or there's some shittas in the Rishonim. The Baal Hamar suggests that originally there was no separate bracha on Tkia Shofar, Rosh Hashanah morning. There used to be not there used to not be a bracha. Why? Because originally they only blew during Shmon Esrei. It was later that we have thirty kovos before Shmon Esrei. But again, any time there's a mitzvah that's done that is a bracha or is done in the context of brachas, no separate bracha. So maybe that's why there's no bracha on Kriyashma. because Kriyashma is done in the context of birchas Kriyashma, so there's no separate bracha. But there's a different idea. There's another shot given by the Abu Draham. One of the Rishonim was one a commentary on the Siddur. The Abu Draham says, what's the point of a bracha? What's the point of a bracha? Why do we say a bracha? Brachas are durabanan before a mitzvah. Why do we say a bracha? Says the Abu Draham, because a bracha is to accept the yoke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu before you do the mitzvah. Hashem, I'm your Eved, I'm doing this mitzvah, let me do the mitzvah. Then you do the mitzvah. Says the Abu Draham, you don't need a bracha by Kriyashma. Because that's what Kriyashma is. Kriyashma is Kabbalah Zomach HaShemayim. You don't need a bracha to get into Kriyashma. I'm being Kabbalah HaShemayim and I'm going to put on census. By Kriyashma, Kriyashma itself is Kabbalah Zomach HaShemayim. So you don't need a bracha before that to get you into it. It is Kabbalah Zomach HaShemayim. It functions as its own bracha. It doesn't need a bracha. But that's what it is and we have to appreciate it. Kriyashma is not just another mitzvah that we do. It's a Kabbalah Zomach HaShemayim. I am Avde, I'm an Eved HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm a Kabbalah all mitzvos. And it's supposed to affect me, says the Chedush Yarim, throughout the day to be a kiyum of lo yamush sefer hatorah hazemi picha. Okay, good. As we mentioned, the lahalos um, near tamid, the menorah stays stays lit. There is a medrash. There's a medrash. It's quoted in various sources that the menorah really stayed lit all year by itself. Really stay lit. The coin didn't have to do anything. So the story is told, I've seen this in a few places, I gave this from to you from the Turei Torah in source number six. The story is told that the Gera Rebbe, the Gera Rebbe once met Reb Chaim. Right? The meeting of worlds. The Gera Rebbe met Reb Chaim and asked him, right, he quoted this, the first Medrash, bottom of the page, six, page six, uh, source six. Amrachin is gonna call him, Ani Hayisi Mishamesh Bebeis Hamikdash, Umaisa Nisa Mayabe Menorah. Rebbe Chanina, the assistant Kohen Gadol said, I saw the Menorah. It didn't go out the whole year. 
So ask the Gera Rebbe to Reb Chaim. Harayish mitzvahs halakas amenor bechol yom. Echimu osalafitan chuma. There's a mitzvah to light the menorah every day. So how do they fulfill the mitzvah? Say lit. How do they do this mitzvah? Mitzvah to light the menorah every day. Reb Chaim, without batting an eyelash, says it's a Rambam. What else would he say? Right? It's a Rambam. Right? Which Rambam? What Rambam talks about this? So Reb Chaim says the Rambam in Hilchis Shabbos. What does Rambam Hilchis Shabbos have to do with it? Hanosin Shemen Ner Hadaluk Chayev Mishum Mavir. If you add some oil, if you add some fuel to a light on Shabbos, that's an Isser de Orisa of lighting a fire on Shabbos. Right? If I add some fuel, if I raise, right, if I turn on my oven, turn on my flame under my blech, it's an Isser de Orisa. Aye, the fire's on! No, if I gave it more gas, if I, if I throw an extra piece of wood under a pot, it's an Isser de Orisa, just to be Mosif fuel. Says Rabchaim, that's what they must have done. They probably added on some oil, sorry. What? I'm sorry. They put a drop in. Put a drop in. What was the Mycenae? Maybe it never went down. They always had a room for another drink. They always had another drop of oil in. But they added a drop. And just like if that's considered a Maisa Havara on Shabbos, as Chaim, that's considered a Maisa Hadzlaka for the Mitzvah. You could say Mida Tova is, is, is more than Mida Puranus. That's the just the finishing up story related to the Lahalos near time. Okay. Says the Psukim continuing. Pasuk says in Perikhaf Pasuk Yud. Perikhaf Pasuk Yud, getting into the Begadim, Perikhaf Ches, sorry. Pasuk Yud, getting into the Begadim of the Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol had on the special Begadim, he had the Me'il, the long blue coat, uh, or whatever color Tchelas was, is, and he had the Tzitz on his forehead, and he had the Choshen, the breastplate, and the Aphod, which held up the Choshen, the apron. On top of the apron, on the shoulders of the apron, were two special stones, the Avnei Shoham, one on each shoulder, with six names of Shvatim written on each one. So that's what the Pasuk is describing. Pasuk Tess. He takes the two Avnei Shoham, he engraves in them all the names of an Israel. She should be shmosim eleven acha, six names on one stone. The shmos hashisha no sarim al haevan hashenis kasold osam, and the other six on the second stone. Asks the Maral Diskin. Maral Diskin, there's one extra word in this pasuk. Pasuk yud. Six stone, six names on one stone, and the six names that were remaining on the other stone. I can't count. I know there were twelve shvatim, and I know I put six on one. So. I need, I need the six remaining ones. What the remaining? Hanisharim. What do you Hanisharim? Of course, there were six remaining. I used six on one, so I put six on the other. What is being emphasized by the Torah by the Hanosarim? Hashisha Hanosarim al Ha'evan Hashinis. What's Nosarim? Says the Maral Diskin. Says the Maral Diskin. A very important thought on uh, in source number seven. More Hamatashin here, if anybody wants. Says the. Says the Maral Diskin. Upir Shabinu Zalain seven. Da Hagan Dixiv Kitoldo Sam, the Hainu Kisidron. Halakoze Halo Yuchal Lichtomi Kodem, Shemaz Ashvatim Amukharim. Okay, etc. Dafka Kane, yet skipping down. Yichtov, the Hashvatim Hamukharim, Bitolada, Yikaru Hanosarim. Shehem Yichtivu Acharkach, who Bedafka. The second set of six Shvatim have to always look at themselves as Nosarim. There aren't two separate groups here. There are six on one, and they have to be split physically in the engraving. There are two stones, 
But the second set of six and even the first set of six have to look at themselves as nosarim of the other group, not as a separate independent entity. And every Jew, says the Maharal Diskin, has to have that attitude. We are nosar. We're leftovers of that group. We're the remainders of that group. It's not like there are separate groups in Yahadus. All of Judaism, all of Jews are guf echad and any one group are no sarim of the other group. That's what's emphasized by this extra words. Says the Shemana Tov, expanding on this Maral Diskin in source number eight, line four. To osam yud bezavanim shall shifte kan nasu evan achas. Where else do you see this message? The twelve stones that Yaakov Avinu slept on by his dream became one stone. What does that mean? All the shvatim were on his shoulders, six and six. All the stones became one because it's all aguda achas. Line nine. That's what you must say. Now continues Rabbi Weinberger. Contemporary, uh, um, contemporary issues. In our generation, we have found. Remember. He was the first. He was the rav of the young Gizel Williamsburg after the war, right? But the Reinu Matsanu she'elu she'yatsu migei ha'ariga b'shoa nikraim no sarim, right? A survivor. They're a survivor. Survivor. My father is a survivor. Right? My grandparents were survivors. My uncle and aunt was. They're called no sarim. They're survivors. V'zeu ta'us nora, says the Shemanatom. They're not survivors. Kulanu. We're all survivors. But just because. Da'af elu shahayu ba'amerika. Venidma lanu shalohayu sovu midei yom biyom yisurim no ra'im kachinim b'dei Yisrael. Obviously, physically, Rahman al-Itzlan. Ain't no doma, you can't compare. And we are not taking anything away, chas v'shalom. That's not his message. His message is for those who weren't directly there, that doesn't mean you weren't there. That doesn't mean half of me wasn't there. Right? Oso ha'ish, he wanted to destroy the whole world. He wanted to get rid of Jews everywhere. Il if he could have been able to. We're all survivors. We're all survivors of the, of the camps. We're not to feel this. We're all one. That's the Shisha Hashemos Hanosarim. The six left over on the other, we were on the other shoulder. But it's only one Kohen Gadol. It's only one Kohen Gadol. That's the job of the Kohen Gadol, to bring everybody together. And that's why the Shem Anatov even says beautifully, that's why Aaron Kohen Badafka was Zochet to wear this Beged. There was no one that was more of a Ma'achid. There was no one that was more. Oif Shalom, Rodev Shalom, trying to bring everybody back. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu comes back to Mitzrayim. Aaron Cohen is 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 saying, you know, come back. To Oso Alecha Samach Zochal Achoshin Alibo, Vahabir Line Eighteen. To Misha Yachol Esmach Begados Hasheni. Somebody could have such happiness for a fellow Jew, even for his younger brother. Vyachol Lahakish Yugadol Mimenu, and the older brother could realize that the younger brother is greater, and he won't be upset or jealous about it. Right. So that that's that's Godless. That's No Sarim. And he just ends off with a, with a, a cute ha'ara, line 21. In America, Omrim she'ein nafkuse im Omrim sheish, o chatsimimida hanikreis dozen. 
Right, six eggs, half a dozen, same thing. No, no, no. There's a big difference between six and half a dozen. Big difference. A dozen shvatim. We're half a dozen on the other one. There weren't six on the other shoulder. There were half a dozen. The nafgamina gedola. Next. Pasuk says, Perek Chav Pasuk Dalet. One of the most amazing Rashis in all of the Torah. Tucked away in Parshas Tesaveh. I'm sorry, I keep saying Perek Chav. Perek Chav Ches. Perek Chav Ches, Pasuk Dalet. Back towards the beginning. Rashi, the Pasuk lists off for the first time all the Begadim, all eight Begadim. Actually, not all eight. What does it say there? Choshen, Eifon, Me'il, Ketones, Mitznefes, Avnet. Only six. We're missing two. What are we missing? So we're missing the the Mechnasayim, the pants, and the sits. Right? So have to look at the Arachayim this year. Not for now, maybe next year. So it says the, uh, but there are six here. Six here. So Rashi goes into foreshadowing what each one is going to look like. Rashi says, let me explain to you what everything looks like, and then I'll explain the Psukim. Rashi was a master teacher. Right? Let me tell you outside first. That's basically what Rashi did on this Pasuk. Let me tell you outside, and then we'll read it inside. So says Rashi here on the aphod. What does he say about the aphod? Um, the aphod. Lo shamati velo matsasi bebraisa pirish tabniso. Rashi says, I never heard and I never found what the aphod looks like. It's very difficult for me to know what the apron looked like. I don't know. We have Rashi. Rashi didn't have Rashi. Right? So what did it look like? Rashi continues. Again, this is one of the most amazing phrases in all of his commentary. The only time he says it. Velibi Omerli. My heart tells me. And here's a 20 line Rashi. And it looks like this. And he gave us the whole the details and it works out the Psukim. Sinar. Like an apron. Shakorin shirts. Shechogros hasaros. Kisherochvos al hasusim. Like the princesses, the saros, riding on horses. Kach ma'aseyu milamata. That's how it was. And then he quotes other psukim, etc. So there's a lot to say about this Rashi. First of all, heard a story once. A similar version of it is quoted in source number nine from one of the uh, Hasidish sources. But, um, by Alan Schwartz, who is a um, tremendous bucky in many things from the from the Upper West Side of Manhattan, who was, uh, did his, who was doing his PhD on Rashi, he's an expert on Rashi, among other things. So he told a story once about Rashi. He says, one time Rashi was with his Talmidim out in the field, and he was with his students learning, and all of a sudden, a group of women riding horses passed by. And all of a sudden, Rashi s- s- picks up his head and stares at them, and stares at them. And as they're riding by, he stares at them. And he can't stop staring at them. And the Talmudim are like, Rashi. <laughs> Rashi, Rebbe, Robin Shel Yisrael. And he, and, right, he can't. And as they go out in the distance, he, so he says, so they turn, they're like, they're like, Rebbe, what were you doing? So Rashi says, I now know what the a looks like. Rashi saw every one of the situations in his life as a simim and ashamayim, what am I supposed to learn from this situation? The formulation in source number nine. 
where it's underlined. Hayarashi Toe Umeitzal Osaria. These women are riding by in their courses right where Rashi's teaching. He's very upset. Why am I seeing this? Shero Eina Bishkaga. And all of a sudden, it clicks in his brain. Lo Matsasi, Velo Raisi. I have no idea what the ephod looks like. He sees these women wearing these aprons, riding the horses. Libi Omerli. It's like these women riding the horses. That's the story behind the Rashi. But then there's the message behind the Rashi as well of Libi Omerli. Or Salvechik discussed in a few places. Um, one is in, was in his hespid for his uncle, the Briskarav, the Grizz. Shachter quotes a synopsis of this in source number 10 in Nevesh Arav. The Gemara says in Masech Sanhedrin on line 2, Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, Morasha Kehilas Yaakov. The Gemara darshans the word Morasha, you switch around some letters, it could also be read Maorasa, which means first stage of marriage. Erisin. Al Tikri Morasha Ela Maorasa, she's Zika, Shebebuchinas Erisin Akayemes, Ben Kaladam Yisrael, Ben Chachmas Torah. Every Jew has Erisin to the Torah. Every Jew has Averson to the Torah. But, said the Rav, some Jews, some Yechide Skula, have Nisuin to the Torah. And not just Averson. What's the difference? Nisuin is complete marriage. Nisuin is the highest level that a man and a woman could come together. And it's even at the level when after a while... The spouse knows what the other one would want or think even without asking. Obviously, communication is always needed and required, but the level of Nisuin, explain the Rav, Erison, you're getting to know each other. But the relationship is obviously not complete. It's Mr. Rabbanan to, to be connected at that time. But says the, said the Rav, Nisuin, some Yechidei school have Nisuin to the Torah. What does that mean? certain Bali Misora kind of know what the Torah says and wants to say about something even if they don't have a, a raya for it even if they can't find it in the source what the Rav called a halachic intuition so we all halachic we all like to think we have halachic intuitions but Yechidei Skula have real objective halachic intuitions objective not biased about what kind of answer we want says the Rav in the Rav Shachter quoting the Rav in line 10 Source 10, line 6. Achlegdolia Torah Yeshoter Kesher Miasher Erisin. Vishayachuso Viscarvuso in my Torah Hibbukhidas Nisuin. De Inyan Balki Ishtov Ishto Kabaila. Lo Shaychela Benisu of Loba Arusa. That's the, what is, therefore, what does that mean? Skipping down a few lines where it's underlined. Vachena Dabra Batamar Chacham Gadol Mufak Batora. Shikfar Lamad Lahakiras Nishmas Atora. Atamar Chacham already knows the Nisham of the Torah. Vikar also Vachinas Nisuin. Shalaf Amim sometimes Kishatabal the fun of Shaila Bahalacha. When the Shaila comes, Yuchal Kfar Lahargish Beliba Mayabsak. Sometimes a Pose Kador is going to know the answer to the Kasha even before he like looks into, it looks into the sources. Chas Vashalm, this doesn't mean that he's going to be influenced by that. But because he's already done so many of the sources, he's already become that halachic personality. So then he's already kind of knows, but he just has to look through it to find the answer. So says the Rav, that was the briskaraf. He had Nisuin to the Torah. Rav Shechter then quoted the story of the Chassam Sofer. On the next page, on line 4, the Chassam Sofer, Rav Shechter quotes, always left his chuvis on the table in the base madrash. His son, the Chassam Sofer, will look them over and then mail them out. That's what occurred. So one time, there was a tshuva that stayed on the table for like three weeks. So finally, the Chassam Sofer says to his son, what's going on here? Didn't you read it? So he says, Abba, 
says, I see the tshuva, but the rayas aren't so strong. You don't have such great proofs to your shita, to your tshuva. Chassam Sofer says, you don't understand. The answer is the answer. That's the answer to the Shiloh. The Gemaras are just extra proofs. This is the answer to the Shiloh. One has to know, it's very dangerous, one has to know how to use that story. But the story is meant to illustrate the halachic intuition of somebody of the st- somebody with the stature of the Chassam Sofer, which only comes maybe once a generation. Maybe once a generation. The Chassam Sofer had that halachic intuition. He had Nisu into the Torah, and not just Eris into the Torah. And then quotes Rav Shechter, that's our Rashi. Rashi says, I'm not sure. Velibi Omer Li. This is what my heart tells me. This is what my heart tells me. Rav Shechter just asks, what do you mean? What do you mean? You can't follow your heart. The answer is, no, no, no. This is Rashi's heart. And Libi Omer Li, it's his halachic intuition, exactly what he knows and feels that the Torah is trying to say. Good. One more thought before we have an ending one on Parsha Zachar. One more idea related to the Urim Betumim. The Urim Betumim right, put into the fold behind the Choshen, Shem Hashem, as we know, made the um, Choshen complete. How exactly did it work? How did the Urim Betumim work? So Rashi quotes, what did the Ur- why is it called Urim Betumim? Right now we just know Tumim, because Ravonus and Ibishis wrote two, wrote, wrote two Svarim. He wrote the Crazy Place and he wrote the Urmatumim. Right? But the on uh, on Shochanarch. But what were the original Urmatumim? So if you look in the uh, in Parachafkas Pasaglamid, where it describes the Urmatumim, Venasata El Khoshin Hamishpat, you shall put into the Khoshen Es Haurim the Esatumim, the Urimitumim, and it'll be on Leva Arum Babola Fanshah. And it'll be on Aaron's heart. Rashi quotes Urmitumim. It was put into the folds. What does it mean, Urim Betumim? Um, Rashi doesn't quote it here. The Ramban is going to quote it. Look at the Ramban. The Ramban, I'm not sure if I gave you that part. Urim Betumim is Meir Dvarav Umetamein Dvarav. That's what Chazal say. I don't know if I quote it here. It's the, Begara, the, Begara, the Gemara at the beginning of Masechus Brachas. It lights up. It lights up and therefore the Kohen Gadol knows answers to certain questions. How exactly did that work? Says the Ramban. Source 12. The Ha'inyan. Who? There were Shemos of Hashem, and through the power of the Shemos Hashem, the letters of the Choshen lit up. We know there was every letter of the Aleph base on the Choshen. All the Shvatim were there, that you're missing some letters. I don't think there's a Tess. Is there a Tess in the Shvatim? I don't think there's a Tess in the Shvatim. So besides the Shvatim's names, we know there were little letters on top of the Shvatim. It also says Avram Yisrael Yaakov and Shifteka. So Shifte, you got a Tess in there. So I think that covers all the, all the letters of the Aleph base. With all the Shvatim and Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov and Shifte Ka, I think, uh, I think we're, uh, we're covered. So says the Ramban, Vahamashal. What do you mean the letters lit up? For example, during the time of the Nevi'im when they said, who should go up first to fight? Who should go up first to fight? The coin would have Kavana, the Heiru Eleinav, Osios Yehuda. The Yud Milevi, the Ayin Mishimon, the Lamid Milevi, the Hey Me Avraham, Hakos of Shemal Dalas like I just said. So all these letters, Yud, Hey, Vav Dal, Hey, lit up, but it was the job of the Kohen Gadol to put them in order, to unscrabble them and put them in order. It didn't, it didn't light up like one letter and then another letter, and then another one. 
No, it lit up. All the letters lit up. And it was the job of the coin Gadol using his Ruach HaKodesh to figure out, put the letters in order to see what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. When they lit up, he didn't know exactly what the answer was. Yehuda, go up. You could also say with the same letters, Right, all these different words. That was the Urim, they lit up. But then there was another shame that was called the Tumim. This other shame Hashem, the Tumim, would give power to the Kohen Gadol. Special Ruach HaKodesh would be Shorah on him in order to unscrabble them in the proper way. That's the Urim, light up. Tumim, complete. Give the Kohen Gadol complete Das in order to unscrabble the letters. He would figure it out. Vizos Madregas, Ruach HaKodesh. That's Ruach HaKodesh, a little lower than Navua and a little higher than Abaskol. That is the, that's the Urubatumi. Comes the Grah. Comes the Grah. If anybody ever learned Shmuel Aleph, you can't not learn this Grah. You have learned this Grah, and if you never heard it, classic. Says the Grah. The Gemara tells us, well, first the Navi. The Navi tells us when Chana is davening for a child, at the beginning of Sefer Shmuel, and Ellie comes over to her and, of course, thinks that she is drunk. That she is drunk. And she's just crying. And she says, why you, why you drink? Why you drunk? So, Vatan Chana Vatomar, Source 13, Lo Aduni. No, you're wrong. Ishak Shas I'm just bitter. Fiyayin V'Sheikh Lo I didn't drink wine. And in ra- old Rashi's, gotta look in some of your Tanakhs, there's an extra word in Rashi on the Navi. It says, Hayakasav Zehalashon. It says, Lo Adoni, Kuf, Kaf, Shin, Reish, Hey. Which Pashas means, Kshayra. No, I'm a Kshayra. Vahamad Fisim Ha'achronim Hishmitos Amil Kshayra. Later, Tfusim, I have no idea what that word Kshayra is doing there. What do you mean she's a Kshayra? She's a Kshayra? Because she's, she's no master, I'm a Kshayra. So they took out the word. Fanimatsasi, so he says, no, I found the word Kshayra in, in parentheses. But he quotes the Gra. The Gemara says in Mesechus, Barachos, next paragraph, Lo Adoni, what did Chana mean when she said Lo Adoni, know my master? Lo Adon Ata B'davar Hazeh. You are not the master. Lo Adon, you are not the master here in this thing. The Lo Ruach HaKodesh Alecha. Says Chana to Eli, the Kohen Gadol, you don't have Ruach HaKodesh about this. Shata Choshdani B'davar Hazeh, you're choshing me that I'm drinking? That's what she said by Lo Adoni, you are not the master, you don't have Ruach HaKodesh. Or Ikadamri Haki Amrali. This is what she said to him. Lo Adonata, Lab Ikashrina Ruch Hakodesh Kabach. Don't you have Ruch Hakodesh? What are you thinking I'm drunk for? I'm not drunk. So the question is if somebody's Ruch Hakodesh, they know everything. They know exactly if somebody drank something. How did, what, what is, what, what's her complaint? You don't have Ruch Hakodesh? What do you mean? So I, maybe I shouldn't give him Ruch Hakodesh to see that she was drunk. Right? For example, he even says in the, ne- in the next paragraph, Yeshua bin Nunat Ruch Hakodesh. What happened when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from the mountain? Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from the mountain and Yeshua bin Nun says, Oh, there's a war going on back in the camp. So Moshe says, No. No, it's not a war. They're dancing around the Egel. Yeshua, you're wrong. Right? Yeshua didn't know. He was sitting down at the bottom of the camp for 40 days and 40 nights. So Ruch HaKodesh doesn't mean you know everything. Says the Gra, the Pshad is based on this Ramban. Top of the next page. 
top of the next page. V'yishlomar, line four, al divri Ramban. What did the Rabban say? The Urim and Tumim did two things. Number one, it lit up the letters. That was the Urim, and the Tumim was, it helped the Kohen, it gave the Kohen Gothel special Ruach HaKodesh to unscrabble the letters and put them in correct order. So what's, uh, so what's, uh, what does the, uh, what does the Grah say? L'chein, kashara Elias Chana, shimedaberes aliba, v'raksif sosea noz v'kololo yishma, her lips were moving, right, with so many halachas of tefillah, we learned from Chana. V'hu haya makira, shehimi anashim ha'sed kanios. He knew that she was a, a, a tzadikas. L'chein, tamamot al he couldn't understand it. So he, what's Chana doing? So he must have asked the Urim Batumim. So what happened? The letters came out, hey, kaf, shin, resh. So he put them together. Shikora. She must be drunk. Rather, she was drunk. And therefore he says, Why are you drinking so much? What does Chana say? What does the Gemara say? You don't have Ruach HaKodesh in this regard. Meaning, you don't have Tumim. You might have Urim, but Hashem is holding back the Tumim from you. You don't have proper Ruach HaKodesh to understand this. Because really, you know what it is? Kisara. I'm like, sorry, Menu, I'm davening for a child. Kisara. Kisara, that's what it is. Why? Zeosha Pirish Rashi, the end. Lo Adoni, right? That's what he says earlier. The Gras says on uh, line 17. Kitsiru Famo Amitihi Hu Kisara, Kloma Shani, Ishak Shasruch Akara, Hamas Palalas Albanim, Kisara Imenu. Like the Medrash says earlier, comparing. That's what it means. Lo Adoni, Ishak Shasruch Anochi, Kisara. Vuhu Dovar Nifla Maod. Basically, end off every thought of the Gra with those four words. But that is the Gra based on this Ramban, Pshan of the Gemara and Brachas, Kisara, not Shikor. Okay, one final thought, the last five minutes, related to Parsha Zachar. Parsha Zachar, you might have heard this in, in other Shiurim, but it's Parsha Zachar, so we have to think about it. Um, one one uh, halachic thought first, and that is if Sternbach has a very um, um, on the on the button comment in one of his uh, in one of his articles in Shuvas in uh, in Ma'ad Musmanim where he says we're so mockbit about this parsha so mockbit it's the only chi of daraisa throughout the year it's a mitzvah daraisa of zechira zechira so many kpedes we are the uh, a, a cotton can't do it because it's a daraisa we laid it again zecher and zecher in the yeshivas they have ten different lanings because they want to get every havara and every so many chumras does it serve you know what the biggest chumra is we should know what the words mean. We should make sure that we go through those three psukim before Shabbos morning and know what every word means. Because you can be, get every chumr in the world if you don't know what the words mean when I yotze. Right? It's like the Mishnah Brewer said, if you say bit chametz, you have no idea what it is, you think it's like a bracha incantation, you weren't about to You have to know what zechiras amalek, you have to know what the words mean. So zechar eis ha-shor ha-salacha amalek, that's an easy passing. But the next passing is not so easy. Right? Asher karcha baderech v'yizaniv b'cha. What does that mean? Right, call Hanecha Shalom Macharecha Vata Yevi Yagev Velo Yerei Elokim. Who wasn't Yerei Elokim? Velo Yerei Elokim. Who? Amalek. The people who are Zanav. You have to look up Shad Shad and Sukkim. You have to know what it means. But let's talk about that first phrase. Shakarcha Baderech. Shakarcha Baderech. Amalek was Karcha you on the way. What does Karcha mean? What's Karcha means. So Rashi at the end of Kiseitze quotes three pshatim. What does Karcha mean? Number one, Lashon Mikre. What is Karcha? Mikre. A coincidence. Amalek was traveling in the desert. You were traveling out of Mitzrayim. You bumped into each other. What a coincidence. Amazing. I didn't know you were going this way. Coincidence. Lashon Mikra. Number two, Davar Acher. Lashon Keri Vetumah. A Lashon of impurity. 
Asher karcha baderech, he impurified you on the way. Lashon carry. And finally, davarachir, lashon kar bachom. Karcha is a lashon of cold. He cooled you off. Sinencha v'hivshircha miritichascha. He cooled you off from your boiling state. All the other nations were scared to fight you. We say in Az Yashir every morning, right, uh, that the, the nations were, were trembling after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So they were boiling. And what happens? What happens? Amalek says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And he jumps and ready, is ready to attack us. He cooled off the, 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 the emuna. He's cooled off the pachad that the other nations have from us. And Mashi then gives the mashal. It's like they have a boiling hot bathtub and nobody wants to jump in. One guy jumps in, he gets burned, but you know he cools it off for everybody afterwards. So that was Amalek. He cooled us off. So three pshatim. Lashon Mikra, coincidence, Keri Tumah, and, and Lashon Korvachom, he cooled us off. Says of Sternbach and other Bali Musur, maybe all three pshatim can be merged into one. What are we supposed to think about by Zahiris Amalek? What do we remember? Says of Sternbach, Amalek was a nation that their whole tafkid was to say everything is mikra. Everything is coincidence. There's no hashkacha in the world. Kodesh Baruch Hu is not in charge. She'ikr Tumas Amalek asher karcha shakol mikra. And even after the nisim miniflos haglu yim shayisi b'siyas b'srayim even after the makas after, after everything they come and say no. That was a real strong tide last week. Right? Oh, everybody died at the same time. Amazing. What a coincidence. It's all mikra. It's all coincidence. And that's impurity. That's tumah. He impu- they impu- impurified the world because they brought that belief, the anti-Hashgacha nation, they brought that belief to the world. And that cooled off the amuna in the world. That made everybody cold and distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Lodore Doros, Anyone who doesn't believe fully and feel fully close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's because of this Tumah of Amalek that he brought us into the world. Anyone who doesn't believe all of the unaffiliated, all of the atheists in the world, it's all because of this Amalek. All because of this war, all three Rashi's shot them fit together. It's coincidence, that's impurity, and he cooled us off. Rashi says at the end of Parsha B'Shalach, which we're going to read on Purim morning, right, the nine Pesukim laning, end of Parsha B'Shalach, Hashem swears by His throne. And the word throne, Kisei, is spelled without an Aleph at the end of it. It's spelled Kaf Samach. Chazal notes that there's no Aleph. It's spelled Kisei with an Aleph. So Rashi says it's alluding to the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that His Kisei will not be complete Meaning, Emunah in the world will not be complete until Amalek is totally eradicated. Until he's wiped out. There will not be a complete throne of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Kiyot HaKesh the power of Amalek. Right? The many Masvarim point out the Gematria of Amalek is Suffolk. Same Gematria, because he brings down into the world. Things just happen. Right? It's all, it's all coincidence. And even once heard from a Ephraim Waxman, see the name Amalek. Amalek is an Am that takes the most exciting, unbelievable events. The Lamed is the tallest letter in the Aleph maze. The top of the Lamed, the most exciting event, and schleps it down to the bottom of the Kuf, the lowest letter of the Aleph maze. It's an Am that takes the top of the Lamed to the bottom of the Kuf. That's Amalek. 
Because that's what he does. He brings suffix. It's it's just things happen. It's not about uh, it's not about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's all things happen. And maybe this is even Kedivas given give us a deeper insight into the holiday we're going to be celebrating in just a couple of days. Monday night we're all going to be celebrating a holiday called Purim. That's the best name we could come up with. What's Purim? So the Pasuk says in the Megillah, the last source, Purim is the lottery, a poor, heap of poor. How many made a lottery? So this is the Yantifa of lotteries. That, that's the holiday. It couldn't be, couldn't think of a more exciting name. Chanukah, Chanukah, Pesach, Pesach, Hashem, Allah, Pesach, Sukkis, lotteries. So maybe that's exactly the point. Haman, as a descendant of Amalek, his whole his whole life's work, his whole mentality, well, it's, it's all coincidence. Oh, Adar, wonderful. Moshe died in Adar. Let's kill the Jews in Adar. It's all coincidence. Things just happen. It's all about the lottery. Our victory on Purim, and with the Kaddish Baruch Hu's help, is that we overcame Purim. We overcame the lottery. Kaddish Baruch was nowhere in the Megillah, but he's all over the Megillah. Right? Hamelech. That's what Purim's about. Purim's about realizing Hashkachas Hashem, overcoming Amalek. Parsha Zachar is about focusing and realizing that Kaddish Baruch Hu is all over. Kaddish Baruch Hu and Hashkacha, Kaddish Baruch Hu is watching over Klai Yisrael every single moment, even if we don't see him. That's Parsha Zachar. Remember, there's a nation of Amalek that brought this tumult to the world. And that's what we try to remember about Amalek. Not just the physical problems we have of Amalek, but the spiritual problems. All spiritual problems go back to that first tum of Amalek, where he cooled off Amunah in the world. Without Amalek, we would be in Eretz Yisrael with the base of Migdash. That'll be it. That's what we remember about Amalek. And we dive in for the time that that Aleph will be added on. And for the time when Chazal say that at Lhasa Lavo, there's only going to be Purim left. Out of all the Yom Tovim, there's only going to be Purim. It's a special Yantif. So Bez Hashem, we should get to that day soon.